Deepthika Laurent is here now in studio for our press review. She'll be taking us through the main stories in the papers today. Deepti, you're starting in Israel and those cracks that are starting to show in political circles there over how Benjamin Netanyahu has been handling the war in Gaza. Yeah, that's right. Cracks beginning to show in any support that he may have had. Uh, Gadi Eisenkot, who runs Israel's war cabinet, gave a televised interview on Thursday in which he appeared to criticize uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's handling uh, of the war against Hamas. Now, this is uh, this interview and his comments have been widely relayed by the Israeli press. This is from the Times of Israel. Um, Eisenkot called the idea of a complete victory over Hamas totally unrealistic. He also uh, advocated for new elections within months in order to restore public trust in the Israeli government. Uh, Eisenkot's party, the National Unity Party, actually joined Netanyahu's government uh, just after those uh, October attacks, but on a temporary basis. He also appeared to attack Netanyahu for his refusal, really, to take responsibility for the military uh, leadership and also uh, intelligence failures in the lead-up to those October 2023 attacks. Now, this criticism also follows divergences between the U.S. and Israel over the future of the war in uh, war against Hamas. Uh, the New York Times today reporting that Netanyahu has rebuffed a uh, post-war peace process and refused the idea of granting um, Palestine, uh, of, of a sovereign Palestinian state. Now, President Joe Biden and the Secretary of State, An Antony Blinken, urge Israel to move uh, towards establishing a Palestinian state eventually. But this is something that Netanyahu has uh, refused outright. And this position has really put them uh, at odds with each other. Meanwhile, center-left paper Haaretz, uh, Israeli daily, which is, um, you know, j which has an editorial line that's very critical of Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, cites a member of cabinet meetings as saying that Netanyahu is simply dragging on this war against Hamas in order to distract attention, deflect attention away from his own corruption uh, issues, as well as escaping responsibility for the failures that led to that October to those October terror attacks. Uh, the source even saying that he's not particularly concerned about the welfare of Israeli hostages held by Hamas. Rather, he's using, he's, he's happy for the situation to drag out um, as long as possible to avoid what, re what he really fears or to delay what he really fears. And those are protests against him, against his governance uh, and uh, on spotlight being shed on his corruption issues. Meanwhile, here in France, Deep Tea, the papers are focusing on Paris Town Hall's decision to suspend funding of a private school called Stanislas. Now, that's been at the centre of controversy here, hasn't it? Yeah, not least of all, uh, Sharon, because the new education minister, Amélie Oudéa-Cassera's children are enrolled there, uh, which, of course, is a scathing indictment on what the new education minister thinks of the public education system. Furthermore, a recent report accused the school of racism, homophobia and authoritarianism. Uh, uh, this uh, report was widely relayed by the French press today. This uh, Le Figaro, which is the... Uh, a French conservative paper is looking at the reactions and the stupefaction or the surprise among students and parents uh, at the school um, because the Paris Town Hall has announced that it will be withdrawing its support or its financial funding towards this school. The school has a budget of about 23 million euros and the Paris Town Hall is, is believed to have uh, funded uh, the school of about of a sum of about a million euros. 
the right-wing paper Le Figaro slamming the backlash against the school today, saying that the public system is, I quote, plagued by a thousand problems like teacher absenteeism, violence, Islamism and wokeism. Instead, uh, it slams Mayor Andy Delgo for sanctioning a private school that, I quote, promotes discipline and urges appropriate dressing of its students. Now, on the other side of the political spectrum, it's quite a different story. This is Liberation, which is the left-wing paper, um, which is also focusing on uh, the funding being withdrawn for the school on its front page today. Uh, the paper attacks a private system, a private school for its culture of silence and an admission system based on who you know. Outrage over public money funding the nefarious detail uh, d dealings of this private school uh, is really the theme we see on Liberation's front page today. Crossing the channel then to the UK, Deep Tea. Um, at what's been described as a David and Goliath lawsuit, a couple has won that. It saw it being sued by Louis Vuitton. That's right, a David and Goliath battle in Indida. A couple from the UK have won a legal battle over trademark with Louis Vuitton. Now, uh, this uh, couple uh, began making and selling metal uh, plant supports during the pandemic, uh, basically like things for your garden, garden accessories, if you like. They started doing this during the pandemic and um, after lockdown rest restrictions were eased, their business really took off. Um, it's called LV Bespoke, LV representing the initials of this couple. Um, and uh, they've even attended large-scale events. They were even commissioned by uh, King Charles's Sandringham Estate to provide garden accessories as well. Um, well, LVMH launched a trade suit, a trademark lawsuit against a couple for their business name, saying that it would cause confusion. Uh, a judge has ruled against LVMH today, uh, ruling rather in favor of the couple who are allowed to continue trading under this name. So a victory indeed uh, for this uh, couple from the UK against the fashion giant. Finally then, Deep Tea from you. A quick update on our favourite athlete of the year. That's the teenage dart sensation, Luke Littler. That's right. He's competing in the World Series darts competition taking place in Bahrain right now. Uh, Sharon, of course, uh, Luke Littler uh, suffered a dart-breaking uh, World Championship loss, uh, World Championship finals loss recently. That final uh, was the most watched darts match of all time. Uh, the 16-year-old, uh, who is now a household name thanks to his uh, incredible darts career, um, is in Bahrain for the World Series. Uh, he's also a very eccentric character. He calls himself Luke the Nuke. Well, he's moved to the quarterfinals that will be played this Friday in Bahrain. Actually, the quarterfinals, semis and finals will be played on the same day. Uh, it means he could well come face to face with another Luke, Luke Humphreys, the man who uh, won the world championship uh, and really robbed him of that world championship title. Anyway, Littler will be hoping for a win that would be a welcome early birthday present. He turns 17 on Sunday, Sharon, so you get an idea of just how young he is and how much he's achieved in, I guess, the sport of darts. <laughs> Deep T, thank you so much for that. That's Deep T Gallerone joining us there with our press review. Do stay with us for more world news. We'll be right back.